Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Precision jump. Oh, it's the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. We're going to get to precision jumps yes, in, in a bit. It's it's my new band name, I think. Uh, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you'll know within 15 minutes. Let's start here, David, with here at home, inflation is coming down. Yeah. Well, well Joe Biden uh, gave his State of the Union address, and it was chock full of lies and as we will demonstrate throughout the show, the reaction from media has mostly been about people heckling him, not about actually fact-checking the lie after lie after lie that he was telling. Anyway, here's what he had to say about the economy last night. Okay. But here at home, inflation is coming down. Here at home, gas prices are down $1.50 from their peak. Food inflation is coming down. Not fast enough, but coming down. Inflation has fallen every month for the last six months. Oh, take-home pay has gone up. It had real, real income, real wages, uh, dealing with inflation, which has been out of control for nearly two years now, um, has actually gone down. People are going backwards. Uh, food inflation is not going down. In fact, that was one of the things that we talked about uh, when one of the, I, I guess it was the fourth quarter report that came out where it talks about, well, you know, used automobiles, the prices of those are starting to come down as the market is starting to normalize a little bit. And there was one article that we read, well, it's not all good news. You know, food prices are, those pesky little things, those are still rising. Like, that's actually a big deal that affects everybody. And he lied. Yes, he did. And, you know, he lies about a lot of things. We knew this was going to happen. And maybe it's just me. I, it might just be the way my own mind works. This is the one thing, hearing the different parts of the speech, is we have a political party in this leader that wants to suppress free speech. They're all for abortion on demand. They're all for, well, mutilating the genitals of kids that are confused about their, quote, sexual identity. And oftentimes that confusion comes from the left. And it goes on and on and on. And everything we've done to fail kids over the last few years, the way we handled COVID, the way that this party just splits people by race and takes every opportunity to divide people. And I think to myself, you know what? Yes, financially right now, a lot of Americans are struggling. And this guy's done a piss poor job with the economy. But even if it meant, you know, losing some of my own income to get some of what is supposed to make America great, it would be fine. But this is a train wreck. Yeah. Even if, well, we got inflation and the economy starts to turn around, okay, we're still in a friggin' disaster zone from these loons. So I can't quite get beyond that. And then to hear this guy lie on top of it. All I think is we got to get these losers out of power fast, or yeah. we're going to lose the whole thing. I was yeah. having trouble following along. You're not alone. Bouncing around all over the place, and 
at some point it was Charlie Brown's parents. It was just wah, 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 wah. I have no idea what's going on. But I mean, I think you've got a stat, David, talking about yeah. the car payments. Oh yeah, more Americans are falling behind on their car payments than during the financial crisis back in oh eight oh nine. Uh, so in December, the percentage of subprime auto borrowers who were at least 60 days late on their bills rose to 5.67%. That was up from a seven-year low of just over 2.5% back in April of 2021. So you can really start to see you have the American Rescue Plan passed. People get flush with cash, and guess mm-hmm. what? They actually spend it on things they probably didn't need. And inflation becomes this monster that is out of control. And then the people who Joe says he cares so much about, lower-income people, get screwed by it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Not to mention (laughs) the debt. Okay? And while all of that's going on, as far as Ukraine goes, oh, however much money it takes, Mm -hmm. however long it takes, open borders, people come in, we don't have any money. We're already talking about, oh, people that are poor in this country, especially people of color, they, they have it so bad. Yet let's bring in millions more. How? If you are a person of color that's poor right now, aren't you saying, hey, you're not taking care of us. How are we going to take care of anybody else? It, it's nonsensical. Well, you're applying logic to this. Oh, and keep voting for those people. Yeah, well, you need to Because your that. life just continues to get better. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's just crazy. And then, of course, you've got to have legacy media do their part to be the cheerleader. Dude, this is astounding. And I, I've got a few examples of this, but the Today Show was particularly egregious on this front. The yeah. Today Show's coverage of the State of the Union address, it was like it was written by a Biden White House staffer. And, and Wow. Let's be honest. I mean, when you look at guys like Peter Alexander and a lot of the other folks in mainstream media they basically are unofficial white house comms people yes every once in a while they'll try to hold feet to the fire but then they but then you know joe biden goes out and gives a speech and you get something like this okay roll it White House aides here could not be happier about the way things went last night and their eyes capturing the contrast between a president who's energized but serious and Republicans who, despite being warned by their leaders to behave, appeared at times unserious and angry. (laughs) Unserious. Does anybody remember when the Speaker of the House tore up a speech on TV after the State of the Union? Yeah, but that was a Yas Queen moment. See? Yes, defiance. In the face They're of They're worried tyranny. about freaking decorum now? Yeah. Please. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Anybody remember? Yes, they couldn't be more thrilled right now that two-thirds of the country are praying this guy's not president again. They're thrilled by it. Yeah. Look at the polling, Peter. <laughs> there, There is nothing in this, like, what, four-and-a-half-minute-long package about Biden lying repeatedly about a number of things. And then even when they mention the lie that Republicans want to kill Social Security and Medicare— they make this into this, like, pro-Biden thing. This is bonkers, man. <laughs> the comment drawing outrage and booze, including from GOP firebrand Marjorie Taylor Greene. But then, with a smile, the president turning the tables, appearing to get Republicans on board with his position to protect the popular program. They, they were literally saying, you're lying about us. Cu-. That was already their position. 
Joe Biden yes. didn't turn the tables and get and convince people at the State right. of the Union address to just, oh, by the way, we're not going to cut Social Security and Medicare. Uh, like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he turned the tables on them. Wow. Master I'm Peter Alexander, and I'm applying to be the new White House press secretary. No kidding, man. Holy smokes. That is embarrassing. I hadn't heard that yet. Thanks for bringing that in. Wow. <laughs> It is. It's. You're right, dude. The word for that is bonkers. Yeah, it it truly is. And one of the things that people were talking about last night was the kiss between Jill Biden and then Kamala's husband. Man, I watched that in real time. I thought, holy cow, did he just kiss her on the lips? <laughs> it was all over online, man. People were like, "What is that? Who does that?" What'd you make of it, David? Oh well, I mean, there. Listen, I probably can't responsibly say what first goes through my mind, but I mean, listen, you know who wants to be responsible? That doesn't make for entertainment. Listen, these are horrible human beings. You know they're just jumping in a pile anyway. So (laughs) that was that was the PG version of what happens behind closed doors. Mm, I did I did think last night when I saw that I'm like, well, neither one of them, both their spouses, who wants to kiss them? (laughs) The first thing who wants to lay one on Mamala? No thanks. (laughs) that went through my mind was the only time I think I've seen that dude kiss Kamala was through a mask when they were both masked up. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, I'll push back on it a little bit, and I'm not saying that it's not weird. No, it's weird. Okay. Have you ever done it? No. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. The reason I ask is before we were in talk radio, we were both in music radio. You were in pop. Yeah. Top 40, and I was in rock. But we dealt with a lot of people from different record labels when they were a thing, say, in the 90s. Right. Okay. And many, you know, far left. I'm not saying bad people, but pretty liberal people. Did you ever notice in those circles, people kiss on the lips all the time? Occasionally, yes. And say a mutual friend of ours, Shelly. You never kissed Shelly on the lips? Yeah, you did. Golly, I yeah, might have because she, you, you're right. She was a lip kisser. Yes, there were several. I, and, and when I first got into that world, I'm like, man, this is kind of freaking yeah. crazy. But your wife wasn't 100 feet away from yes, you. Yes, she, she was right there with me. Oh, really? That okay. was part All of right. it. When you greeted, it's like, oh, it's so good yeah, to see you. Did, and it was, was this weird thing, yeah, man. She, I think she was like, it's Italian or whatever. Whatever it was. Yeah. It, and so all I could think was, these are these people. You know, in these liberal circles, and that's just like a thing. Well, I mean, because if they really, if there was something going on, they're not going to do it there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You would be very coy about it, I would think. Unless David, your first theory no, was no. true. Well, they just they don't care. I mean, she is Jill Biden, a very famous home wrecker. So I don't know. Maybe there is something mm-hmm. going on behind the scenes, or you know, liberals are just weird and touchy feely like that. And you know, that's one of the reasons why you didn't see a lot of MAGA Republicans getting monkeypox last year. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. The thing talk. is, the thing is, it's it's one of those things that when you're in it, sometimes it seems normal until you get back out of it, and you're like, yeah, that's. That's not normal. Like, if I see, you know, for instance, David, your wife um, all of a sudden is going to kiss Robbins on the lips when she greets him. You'd be like, what? Yeah, yeah. I'd be very weirded out by that. I would be weirded yeah. out, too. Yeah. And you'd probably say, you know where that guy's been? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Joking. Anyway, yeah. Well, I can tell you who didn't get kissed on the lips last night, though. Who? Bernie. Oh, you had the mask on. He had the mask on. 
Now, I don't know why he had the mask on. Maybe there was a reason for it. I don't know. But he was the only guy there that I saw wearing a mask. Well, and you could say, well, maybe it's because he's elderly. That could be. There's a lot of elderly folks I was going to say, but if that's it, there would have been a lot of masks going yeah. on there last night. Um, oh, and as far as the precision jobs, um, our new band name. Well, what do you make of this, David? Well, yeah, Joe Biden was extremely adamant about one thing last night at the State of the Union. You will not raise the cost of frigidity jobs. Yes. Make no mistake. If you try anything to raise the cost of precision jobs, I will veto it. Okay. <laughs> I wanted the chance. Precision jobs! Precision jobs! Precision jobs! It's about time somebody set up for precision jobs. <laughs> By the way, I'm sorry to ask, but what is precision jobs? Uh, prescription drugs. Oh! That's, that was prescription that drugs? That was prescription drugs. Oh, one more yeah. time. If you try anything to raise the cost of precision jobs, I will veto it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You hear wow. precision jobs, but it is prescription drugs. God, I'm uh, glad we got the bilingual yeah. Van Camp on this show. Yeah. <laughs> precision jobs, by the way, is the new Primus album. Expected <laughs> to come out next month. Well, sometimes it takes each one of us several calls to the pharmacy just to get our it's precision jobs. And it's, it's a nightmare. Coming from China. Okay. Uh, did AOC really call the Hunter Biden laptop half fake? Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay, that much more coming up right here. Yes. <laughs> Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, the Hunter Biden laptop. We've yeah. known this was real for years now. I haven't heard what Alexandria Ocasio Cortez has said about it, but you're telling me she's saying it's like half fake? Yeah, half fake. So we're making progress with the libs. Uh, now, th there, there's a hearing going on today with people from Twitter, both current and former, uh, who were implicated in the so-called Twitter files, which was exposing the corruption from within uh, Twitter and even from the federal government and the free exchange, basically, of order taking uh, between the FBI and people at one of the more influential uh, uh, social media platforms on the planet. You think about that for a second, because now we're used to the idea and you suspected for a long time and then you actually have the receipts, right? Yeah. If someone would have told you this four years ago, you would have been astounded that it's really not covered in the news. Right. And so, yeah. <laughs> so now the Republicans with a majority in the House of Representatives are going to try to get to the bottom of this. Now, again, nothing's ever going to happen, but uh, that maybe I'd love to be proven wrong about that, but nothing's going to happen. Anyway, Alexander. When you say that you mean no one's going to jail or oh, no one's. No. No, right. Nothing's going to change. What can change? Well, I just hope that Mildred, that watches The View every freaking day, has an idea what's going on in the world. Yeah, but... That's it. Nah, no, nah, that's not going to happen. Okay. No. Mildred is lost. Well. <laughs> that's what I hope, is that some people are like, really? That happened? No. Because the, anyone that tries to tell them, they're like, well, that's just a right-wing... They probably watch that Fox News. Yeah. Uh, it's so, okay. So Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is on this committee that is now investigating it, and uh, she is very upset that we're even talking about 
Hunter Biden's laptop, the censorship of that story, uh, all of it. Here, here she is. Okay. A whole hearing about a 24-hour hiccup in a right-wing political operation. That is why we are here right now. And it is... Okay, I'm sorry, man. You're the millennial on the show? Yeah. What is that speak there? Hiccup. A hiccup. Uh, That's how she describes the concerted effort to censor a true story that connects Joe Biden to his uh, crackhead son who is doing corrupt business deals all over the world. So freedom of speech hiccup. No, a 24-hour hiccup. Got it. Okay. It, it's just a, an abuse of public resources, an abuse of public time. We could be talking about health care. We could be talking about bringing down the cost of prescription drugs. We could be talking about abortion okay. rights, civil rights, voting rights. But instead, we're talking about Hunter Biden's half-fake laptop story. I mean, this is an embarrassment. How is it half-fake? That's, that's what right, I, that's I don't like know. That's like being kind of pregnant, isn't it? <laughs> 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 I mean, there's incriminating evidence everywhere on this thing. And then she went on to say that they're just going after a drug addict. Yeah. And that's shameful as well. Yeah. It's it's not about Hunter Biden being a drug addict. Again, the proof is out there. If If it were just about going after people for being addicted to drugs, then why is it that no Republican is demanding hearings on Ashley Biden? Who's the, okay. the daughter of Joe, who also has been yes. in and out of rehab for years. Quick question, at least from the people you talk to, David, because I have an idea, Scott, what your answer would be. If you're just being honest. So you got friends, they see things different politically than you. But there are people, say, on your side from your party that are kind of an embarrassment, and you'll admit it. Yeah, I'm not down with that person. Do you have the people that say, yeah, AOC's a joke, and she's an embarrassment? Nah, uh... Older Democrats okay, might, but anybody who's really under the age of 50, that I know at least, who's a Democrat, oh, you just take out-of-context quotes from her. She's brilliant, and sometimes she just needs to learn how to play the game a little bit better, but she is the future of the Democratic Party, sir. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I hope she is. Right. Well, I mean, she's got, I hope that she, is the face of the Democratic she's Party. She's got her own party turning on her. Oftentimes, when she goes and does her own little town halls, Mm -hmm. which is pretty funny to see. Okay, there's a lot to get to today. Um, (laughs) All right, we'll get to the part talking about bipartisanship with uh, last night's speech. And then, of course, we've got What's Your Story? with all three of us coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so Biden's commitment is bipartisanship. Uh-huh. Because that was a coming together kind of speech last night. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> it was like, yeah, we're, we're yeah. all just going to come together, hold hands, sing kumbaya, and if you don't, you're a fascist. Right. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Um, but that's how this is being portrayed, that this was a unifying speech, and oh, it's just please. these angry, bitter Republicans who are just, they're the real problems. 
Mm. Yeah, that's just legacy media yeah. taking their talking points from the Democratic Party, Complete. like they usually do. So Vice President Kamala Harris was on Good Morning America today, uh, giving a little recap of the speech and talking about what, what Joe Biden holds dear, and that's bipartisanship. Okay, okay man, I'm sorry. This is a hard one to take today. I haven't even heard this yet. I'm already ready to throw up. I think that if you look at the track record, and I thought the president did a great job of pointing that out. We, what? you know, together there was bipartisan support for the bipartisan infrastructure law, and I think we've seen oh some my success gosh. in terms of bipartisan work. Uh, look at what we did together. It was bipartisan in terms of <laughs> dealing with gun safety laws the first time in decades. <laughs> Take a shot every time she says bipartisan. Bipartisan. Yeah. Okay. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty bipartisan, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Just look at the track record. Okay. The MAGA Republicans are destroying American democracy. Right. Yeah. Well, they come together. He's the great uniter. The MAGA Republicans. <laughs> that is a threat to this country. You're, of course. Well, then he said last night that they were going to take your Social Security away. Yeah. That's bringing people together. And it's not true. Of course Trump it's not extreme true. MAGA Republicans. Clear and present danger to our democracy. <laughs> God dang it. So that's the thing. So, yeah, he just said, see, we've done all these things together. No blah, 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 blah. The whole thing, man, all I can think of is what we've all been told before. If you really want to know what's up with somebody, you don't listen to what they say. You watch what they do. And when you watch what he does... And the whole rest of the crew, it is to divide the country and it's to change it from the inside out. There are millions of people in the country that actually love the United States and want it to come back to the glory it once had. It is absolute friggin' chaos on so many fronts right now. And they want to pretend like, oh, all is well. Yep. All good. You know, to be totally fair, he may not even know what he's done. Because it wasn't even really him doing it. No, he's a puppet master. They just told him. Don't you think so too, David? Oh, that he's a puppet, actually. Yeah, he's he a puppet. Oh, he yeah, doesn't master so. anything. Yeah. Well, and, and he kind of always has been. He's he's sort of always been the hatchet man for anybody else calling the shots. You know, he'll he's the guy who's going to go out and be a complete jerk and all of that. Again, I I think probably the most brilliant thing the Obama team ever did was recreating that guy's image as just sort of like friendly uncle joe because for the entirety of his career he's been a loudmouth jerk and a known liar and kind of embarrassing yes i think there's so many people that either did not know that or they forgot you know one yeah. of the two I mean, when you think about all the plagiarizing stuff from, like, 1988, yeah. when he tried to run for president, I mean, he was humiliated on the national stage to where some people thought the career's over. But you just hang around yep. and hang around long enough. And, yeah, he owes most everything to Obama for changing the image. That's, that's really true. Obama, who knew he was adult. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, but took him on because he had to. Yeah. Yeah, because it wasn't the play at the time, at least from people that wrote about it later. Well, they felt like, you know, to make, you know, union people more comfortable with Obama, they needed sort of a union white guy 
that would be Joe Biden. He could go out there and sell that. Yes. Well, and you forget so many, you know, white women and men voted for Obama that had voted Republican in the past. Mm -hmm. But yet you still want to play this. Well, there's so many white, there's racist. Right. Do you remember what it was like at the time? People talking about we've really come so far as a nation. Could you have foreseen in 2008 where we would be 15 years later as far as race relations in no. America? Yeah. It's astounding when you really think about it. Just crazy. All right. Everybody got their stories ready for today? Yep. All right. Do it every day at this time. We're looking at all these stories out there. May not be the biggest one, but it got your attention today, David. What's your story? Well, we're going to uh, stay on the State of the Union sort of uh, today. Okay. Uh, MSNBC's Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski. Well, you're right about that. That's not uh, yeah. the biggest story of the day. No, it's, it's it not. It never is. No, it never is, but I just thought this was really funny. So they were not fans of the Republican hecklers at the State of the Union. And just okay. play. I think I kept this clip very short. All right. Why is my former party no. so stupid? They, they, they like, like he fed it to them, and they the the booing. Yeah, dude. Just. Yeah. This beta is so embarrassing. Yeah, on so many levels. Well, and the standards have changed because the Democrat is in the Oval Office now because. Here's how, well, this is actually uh, Joe's leashminder, uh, Mika Brzezinski, uh, how she reacted to, te- to Nancy Pelosi tearing up Donald Trump's State of the Union speech. Oh, well played on this. I haven't even heard it yet. I think she sat there and listened to uh, a pile of lies. And the only way to communicate that visually was to rip up the speech, which was useless because it was full of lies. And she's fed up. Um, I, I'm not sure what else you can do to point out that this man in front of her, the president of the United States, was not only using the State of the Union as a campaign rally and to play to his base, but was lying to the American people. <laughs> God yeah. dang. And then well played, the, David. the entire time, you know, Joe Scarborough, the Muppet version of I Am Sam, is just nodding along over there. Well, that was in their wedding vows. Yeah. <laughs> Do you take this leash minder to be your... <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's pretty good. Uh-huh. All right, Scott, what's your story today? Well, mine is about LeBron James, who last night gathered all the... Knew the headlines for sports and became the person who surpassed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's career regular season point total by becoming the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a pretty cool thing. Turns out, though, life as a world-famous billionaire NBA superstar isn't very glamorous at all. No? No. LeBron said that to the Indianapolis uh, newspaper and the New York Times yesterday, he said, I don't want to say it ever becomes too much, but there are times when I wish I could do normal things. I wish I could just walk outside. I wish I could, like, just take a walk into a movie theater, sit down, go to concession stand, get popcorn. I wish I could go to the amusement park, just like regular people. I wish I could go to Target sometime, walk into a Starbucks, and have my name on the cup, just like regular people. <laughs> and on to say, I'm not complaining, of course. Yes, you are. You're <laughs> complaining. Why are you complaining so much? 
You're LeBron James. You're not the victim. You're LeBron James. You got billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Adulation from millions of people across the country. It sucks to be you. So you I, just wanted to take that shot at No, LeBron. I know because people are living through misery right now, and this jackass is complaining because he's LeBron James. Yeah, but you don't understand the plight of LeBron James, Scott. I mean, we heard from him a couple of years ago. He's dodging police officer fired bullets every time he walks outside of his estate. Yeah, well, that was another thing. He's afraid to drive home. Yeah. After games. Come on, man. All that stuff with him is so embarrassing. But it's so... Keep looking at me limelight garbage. The thing about LeBron is, dude, I'd take that bit a little more serious if you didn't want to be Muhammad Ali or some iconic figure that goes beyond sports so badly. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes, incredible basketball player, blah, 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 fine. But the way he has done his part to separate people and become part of the woke mob, honestly, it's embarrassing. And when it comes to, you know, he's a big guy for human rights, except for China. Exactly. Except for the Uyghur Muslims making my shoes. Yeah. (laughs) Remember Remember the picture of him reading Malcolm X's book? Not only did I remember it. I didn't even know you were doing LeBron as your story. Yeah, I'm glad you got this, though. But I did pull this up because he wanted to know. He wanted everyone to know that he was reading Malcolm X. The biography, yes. It was touching him in a way that he couldn't imagine. Yeah. This is so dang funny. Which is a very, um, very smart man. (laughs) Very, very, very smart man. And basically, um... If you didn't get that, that's three varies. No. Very, 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 very smart. You yes. wouldn't know that unless you read the book, obviously. That's right. <laughs> no way. Yes. Him understanding the, um, how powerful um, the Negro can be. He used that word a lot. How powerful we are. <laughs> you love that part, David. <laughs> he used that word a lot. <laughs> <laughs> He wants to sound so sophisticated talking on this topic. And uh, just a very powerful-minded uh, gentleman. <laughs> and uh, and it's, it's unbelievable to, to kind of read something that's coming directly from him. It's an autobiography, bro! <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. When people amazing. write it, it's not that amazing to read. That's what it is. This reminds you of junior high when you got to do the audible book report of a book yeah. you haven't read. You just read the back of it. Right. We'll see. It's, it's unbelievable to, to kind of read something that's coming directly from him. Yes. You read it. You didn't read it. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, there's this book called Crime and Punishment, and it's about a crime that is committed, and then someone is punished for it. And it was written by a guy from Russia. Um, <laughs> it was very, very, very impactful. Yeah. He said Russian a lot. He did. Um <laughs> I think I still got 10 seconds left if you want. Tale of Two Cities is about two cities. <laughs> yes. Wish I had an opportunity to meet him. Obviously, we know what, what, what the situation that happened among uh, not only him, but Dr. Martin Luther King, some of the greats that's ever walked this uh, face of the earth, not only just here in America, but in uh, his face of the earth. So. <laughs> it never stops being hilarious. Oh, no, it's great. Yes. Uh, for my story today, I'll just make it fast. Uh, not that big a deal. And I don't even think it's true, but maybe you saw a headline wondering, is Leonardo DiCaprio dating a 19-year-old? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. because he was photoed with this model, Eden Polani, who's 19, he's 48. 
and people were freaking out about it. It's like, okay, you've gone below now because he likes younger women, but you go in 19. It's disgusting. I don't know if you saw some of those takes, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. And people were pointing out, this is from the same people that think it's okay for a 13-year-old to take puberty blockers and have surgery that would... Cut their paper off. There's not a little consistency there, is there? No, there's not. I mean, you can say whatever you want. She's 19. She can do whatever she wants. You can say, boy, that's not a good decision for you, 19-year-old. Right. But the 13-year-old can figure out, you know what? Well, well, it's time to whack this off. Well, you know. <laughs> you can't even recover from that, can you? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you know how maturity works, right? It peaks at twelve, and then it goes backwards. Oh, uh, yeah. The older you get, obviously, until you hit twenty-two. Okay, that's, that's how it works. Yes. So I just thought that was hilarious. You know. <laughs> so what do you think they talk about? They don't talk. There's no talking here. <laughs> what are you nuts? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. No, I mean, you know why he does it? He does whatever he wants. All right, news update. Straight ahead right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. As the other conversation bleeds into this one, is brilliant what Van Camp just said. Smart people can be really stupid, too. They can be. Well, yeah. And and it's so true. My goodness, man. Some of these people... We were just talking about Steve Kerr, NBA coach. He's a really smart guy. Yet when he starts yapping about politics, it's like, dude, you know better than this, don't you? I guess not. I don't know. Because what is taught in sports? Personal responsibility. you got to take care of you. Yep. All these different things that doesn't translate into the left's view on a whole lot of things. Frustrating. Wanted to bring this up just to get your thoughts. So from the State of the Union last night, Ed Markey, big Democrat, you know. Oh, I know. I, I saw this. Did yeah. you see his little pledge pin that he was wearing on his suit? Of course yeah. I did. That says it's in... Gold letters, abortion, but on the O, it's like a heart. Yeah. What do you think of that when you yeah. see that? There were there were a few Democrats who did that. They traded in the American flag pin for a pin that just says abortion with a heart on it. It's creepy, man. We have gone a long miles and miles away, maybe universes away. From what the Democratic Party was when I was growing up, even. I mean, where it was safe, legal, and rare. Yeah. Now it's abortion as an act of love? Really? And celebration. Yeah. I think it was. Uh, I mean, that's where we are, man. Dude. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. I had a friend of ours the other day say, What? Is that Johnny Cash? Like, yeah, God's going to cut him down. Great song. Um, It's all I can think about when I see stuff like that. Really? 
Again, man, safe, legal, and rare used to be the talking point, and now, no, celebrate it. Wear the pen yeah. with a little heart. Yeah, there were we a lot love of... abortion. Holy smokes. That one and the 1870 pins were everywhere, too, last night. I missed that. Yeah. What's that about? I don't know. 1870? That's what it said. Did you see it, David? I did not see it, no. No. Two, they're black with white lettering. <clears throat> Am I supposed to get the reference? I, I don't know. <clears throat> okay. I threw it out there because I figured you guys would know. I thought I'm the I'm the only idiot here who doesn't know what that's about. It was the uh, the number on the button refers to the year of the first known instance of a uh, police officer killing a free unarmed black person in the United States. <laughs> oh my god! I saw I saw a bunch of. <laughs> I swear to you, I saw a bunch of. I didn't know what it was either. These people are a parody of themselves. <laughs> yes, it's unreal. This is the Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. As always, thank you so much for being here. Got a lot of choices. We appreciate it. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. State of the Union last night, David. Uh, yeah. Biden's best speech as president, <laughs> says John Carl. Yeah, yeah, Good Morning America has decided. <laughs> Joe Biden had a great night, even though he constantly lied throughout the speech. Um, and then lied even more when he was... Uh, trying to uh, clap back, as the kids say. I don't know if the kids still say that phrase, but um, to Republicans who were heckling him. Uh, this is John Carl running cover for the White House yet again. Okay. This is one of the best speeches that Joe Biden has delivered as president. He came across as optimistic, hopeful. Uh, he seemed to be having a good time up there. And even when he was delivering some of those harsh attacks on oh. Republicans. He good time when he was just yelling? Yeah. Like an old man in clouds? He was doing it with a smile. Uh, and the reaction to the, from the Republicans, uh, at least the backbench Republicans who were heckling him and jeering him, played exactly into his message. They made the contrast. He was able to, for a moment anyway, George, portray the Republican opposition as a bunch of angry hecklers, uh, people that, uh, that, that were bitter and rude. They just get their talking points. They do. Directly from the White House. Well, That's embarrassing. Well, well, and yet again, th these people only care about the optics of things, not about the actual results or what's going on or, God forbid, actually telling people the truth about things that the president said. It's all about the optics of it. Like, it doesn't Good matter. Night. That, I mean, Joe Biden claimed last night that grocery prices were falling. That's not true. Uh, no. No. <laughs> Well, and it was smooth, too. Precision jobs. Yeah. Whatever that is. Uh, David clarified he was talking about prescription drugs. Yes. We didn't know, honestly. Dude, for every lie, we should just give the old... Precision jobs. And just, that's it. Just to clarify. Yeah. I went to, I went to Career Builder this morning to look for precision jobs. They didn't have any. <laughs> but did they have precision jobs? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a tough industry to get Maybe. into, Scott. Yeah. you got to know somebody. I just misspelled it. <laughs> Well, Tristan Justice and Jordan Boyd at the Federalists, they, they said there were 15 lies. 
So let's just see that Chuck Schumer is minority leader. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> There's one. Yeah. More jobs created in two years than any other president. Yeah, that's the presenting of jobs. Lie. Yeah. Fastest growth in 40 years. <laughs> you talk growth as far as inflation. Yes, inflation was at an all-time high for 40 years. But that's not what he meant. The presenting of jobs. Yes. Inflation is coming down. No, that's a lie. Uh Democracy faced the greatest threat since the Civil War on January 6th. Back to that again, huh? Pearl Harbor? Nah. 9-11? Nah. No. It was the dude with the Viking horns. (laughs) January 6th. That was it. Of course. Um, Robert E. Viking horns. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Republicans are trying to cut Social Security. No. Yeah. Fires have burned an area the size of Missouri. I don't know if you caught that part last night. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Uh, Fast food workers signed non-compete agreements. Unreal. That's (laughs) unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Listen, and I, I question myself. I'm like, is that a thing? When did that become a thing? My granddaughter's worked for two or three fast food restaurants in the last year. I don't recall her ever saying, well, I can't go work at Subway because I signed a non-compete with Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> Never. She kept going because she got more, more money. money. Uh, the crime wave blamed COVID. No, that was defunding the police. Jobs. Yes. Re-upped funding for cancer research. They flagged that. Immigration reform will secure the border. <laughs> That's the worst. Gosh dang. Mass shootings went down after assault weapons ban. That's been debunked how many times? A lot by a lot of people, including people who wanted it to be true. There, there was a, a big meta-analysis a few years ago uh, done by a couple of different universities. I think working together on that, and they they actually found no evidence that that the so-called assault weapons ban of 1994 uh, expiring in the early 2000s actually really did anything. No. But it just rolls on. And then the John Carls of the world are out there. Yeah, great speech. Awesome. Made Republicans look stupid. And then we've got Kamala out there saying, hey, as far as that Chinese spy balloon, heck yeah, we were decisive on that. Oh, yeah. So Joe Biden didn't directly. Did you hear this? No. Yeah, he didn't directly That's address. untrue. <laughs> he didn't directly address the fact that he let a Chinese spy balloon fly across the country. So Kamala Harris was asked about it on Good Morning America. Okay, Kamala, go ahead. You know, the president <laughs> met with uh, Xi Jinping in in Bali, and then actually weeks later, I had a brief um, meeting with him in Bangkok. We have been very clear uh, with directly with the Chinese leaders and with our own um, allies and partners around the world. We invite competition with China, but we okay. do not seek conflict. We do not seek confrontation. <sighs> okay. It's probably nitpicking. It's always allies and partners. Always got to be the allies and partners. We're the United States. We're the leader. Okay? You need to take a stand against China. 
you don't do it. What the president did most recently in terms of that balloon um, is consistent with our perspective and our commitment, which is we are prepared to, to compete, but at the same time, if there's any violation of our sovereignty, we're going to act. And that's what the president did. Decisively. Official, decisively. Yeah. He let it roll. With little upside, even though they're still trying to sell that, boy, the load that we're going to get from this, we're going to know so much. Maybe, maybe, if it's not completely damaged. You could have shot it down in Montana. I mean, or, or, or Alaska. Idaho. Or Alaska. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would have been early on. Mm-hmm. It's just frustrating to see that stuff go unchecked like that. But that's legacy media. Wow, man. <laughs> Decisively. Yes. Mm. Um, and by the way, I know that's just that one little clip. I would guess there was no pressing on that issue. Oh, no. Not at all. No. No, it, it moved right on to, uh, well, how? tell me about how bad Republicans are. Got it. Okay. Um, boy, this is not huge in the news cycle, I guess. I've seen this at different places. It's It's covered... You know, by legacy news, other outlets. This is just wild. And it has to do with politics and it has to do with Ukraine and Putin. And it is the ongoing split between the band members of Pink Floyd. Yeah. Roger Waters and David Gilmore. David, you're a big Floyd fan. Yeah, I am. Uh, Roger Waters is a little bit insufferable. I'll just say that. But yeah. What's the best part of that song, the vocal or the guitar? The guitar. Of course. Yeah. David Gilmore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, Roger Waters apparently had said something about uh, Putin, like defended Putin's war in Ukraine, something like that. Uh, and then out of nowhere, David Gilmore, the guitar player, his wife, Polly Sampson, said that he's anti-Semitic to his rotten core. <laughs> Called him a Putin apologist and a lying, thieving, hypocritical, tax-avoiding, lip-syncing, misogynistic, sick-with-envy megalomaniac. Damn. David Gilmore retweeted that, saying every word demonstrably true. Oh, daddy. How do you come back from that one? The bum. (laughs) (laughs) And then it comes out the lip-syncing thing. Yeah. I, I believe that completely, yes. Um, I, I I know somebody who went to the, I guess Roger Waters, I don't know if he's still on tour. He was on tour last year. Somebody went to the first show uh, and sent me a video from it. And I thought, wow, Roger Waters' voice sounds great. He hadn't sounded like that in years. And usually the vocal quality does not get better with age. But When he struggled mightily in years past. Oh, yeah. With the vocal. So all of a sudden, for it to be clean, you're like, what's going on? Yeah, and so I totally believe, yeah, he he, he definitely lip syncs. Wow, man. But, yeah, Roger wow. Waters says all of that is true, or all of that is untrue, I mean, and he is talking with his uh, lawyers about uh, next steps in responding to all of this. You know what was funny, though? Out of wow. all of that, I bet the lip syncing thing was the thing that bothered Roger Waters the most. It was the, honestly the one thing that stuck out to me. Me too. Roger, like, Roger Vanilli. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one thing when you have the backing tracks, but they're saying he's lip syncing. Yeah. yeah. That's like different altogether. 
Wow, yeah. Well, okay, what could he do with his lawyers and his team? Uh, Sue for what, if it's true? There's like a defamation issue there. If, but then you'd have to, I mean, I, I don't know. Some of this stuff, I, I don't know how you prove is defamation. But the lip-syncing thing, I don't know if Roger Waters wants anybody to really dig into that too much. That's what I'm probably thinking. Man, oh, man. Yeah, different people are like, why couldn't they get back together for just one more tour? Doesn't mm-hmm. sound like it. Well, David Gilmore doesn't need the money. No, he doesn't. If he took he can't three, stand of the, that guy. three of the insults away, there'd still be like 12 of them left. <laughs> Damn. Damn, oh, man. Okay, so we're going to hear from a former Twitter official about how Trump weaponized Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> that and much more coming up right here. The Monthly Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Yeah, I know the State of the Union last night. State of the Union is strong. We're suppressing free speech. No. We're keeping the news from people. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to make sure that you never find it out. Okay, so this is a Twitter story, David. What's the story? Yeah, so uh, right now in the House of Representatives, there is a hearing going on uh, over the decision that Twitter has made or had made to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story ahead of the 2020 election, you know, allowing it to be flagged as disinformation, taking it off the platform. Multiple media outlets followed suit and wouldn't touch it. NPR actually, remember, put out this article explaining why they weren't reporting it. Because it's <laughs> not real journalism. This <laughs> is what they said. These failures at life at NPR. Anyway. And still have their jobs. Yeah, still have their jobs, of course. So I guess uh, joke's on the rest of us. <laughs> you know, you can just... They still got to look in the mirror. Yeah, they do. Um, so anyway, uh, what also came up was about what basically got the ball rolling when it came to the partnership between Twitter and the federal government, which was involved in in trying to censor speech. Um, anyway, this is former Twitter official Annika Navaroli, who was said it really started because they were worried about Donald Trump because he used violent language. Oh, goodness gracious. It was a news article that I had read in which the former president said that he liked to send out his tweets like little missiles. To me, that sounded exactly like weaponization of a platform, in his own words. And yet Twitter was not concerned. You bad wedding. Annika, you need to go get help. Seriously, there's help out there. Now, you got to be very careful when you pick a therapist. I will say that. But there is help out there. He said, I'm like, missiles. That's embarrassing. Yeah, it is. I didn't feel safe. (laughs) Well... And as far as I could tell, and maybe I'm wrong with everything that I've read from the Twitter yeah. files, it seemed like, of course, you had most everyone that worked there hated Trump, right? Yeah. But once the feds got involved, these people that are all very much, you know, chest puffers about democracy and we're doing something that others would envy as far as standing up for what's right in this country and the world. And the feds are like, yeah, we need to talk to you. Okay, what do you need from us? Yeah. Oh, whatever you need. They were scared crapless, man. Yeah. And so, whatever, what, yeah, whatever you say to do, we'll do. 
And that's kind of how the whole thing went down. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, brave journalists. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. Uh, I thought of David when I saw this story. A microbiologist just wrote a big article on hotel jacuzzis. Oh, man. Oh. Let's call this a cautionary tale. Yes. Uh, Five main points from this. Number one, yeah, there's definitely poop in there. Yep, there is. Mm. Mm. Gosh, dang it. You're Every time about- I've jumped into the jacuzzi <laughs> at a hotel, now my skin is crawling. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it is literally man stew. <laughs> you, you could also maybe consider it he too fay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> to be fair, it's it's... Women stew too. It's not. It's not just man stew by itself. For to be fair, gosh, did you? This is. Hmm. If you don't believe it, the average person has about a hundred milligrams of that hanging at any given time. Mm-hmm. The berries. <laughs> the Klingons. Yeah. Uh, it's not just getting in your skin or on your skin. I'm going to bypass what you're saying, even though it's hilarious. Uh, you could breathe it in. There's a lot of bad that can go on there. Yeah. Okay, then you have, well, viruses, funguses, bacteria. They don't get cleaned at the hotel as much as they should. Mm-hmm. You think they are. Apparently, they're not. No. Ugh. And a lot of hotels don't even use enough chemicals to clean them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those chemicals themselves can be bad for you, can be toxic. It's probably a cure for COVID in there somewhere. <laughs> I mean, it's like the hot tub, and it's every poo-covered fat guy that goes and sits in there and sweats out in it. And mm. I don't understand how anyone can look at that and say, I'm going to hit the hot tub tonight. That's going to be great. Oh, gosh. Well, some of us have done it. I've done it's it. Right. Yes. Yes. Well, and the microbiologist also brings up that people are gross. One of the main reasons the hotel tubs are discussing, people just don't practice good hygiene. And the chances, they say, that they showered right before they got in are slim. Oh, absolutely. Because hmm. it's a rented space. They're like, what am I? What am I, I the know. maid here? No. Okay. <laughs> if you, Scott, yeah. have you ever noticed getting in one sometimes and you like your eyes feel a little irritated? And you think maybe it's like chlorine or something? Yeah, well, you always attest it to chlorine, right? Yeah. Well, that's usually caused by chloramine. Which is what? A chemical created when chlorine mixes with urine. <sighs> mm. <laughs> Get your ladles ready. <laughs> this is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin yeah. Show. Biggest story of the day, Dave. I'm itching right now. I really See? am. All right. You haven't uh, been in a hotel story. jacuzzi in a while. Uh, yeah, Don't big- go under. Don't go under <laughs> Hey, we're here to help, not to hurt. Just, I mean, your travels. Just know this is a fact. Just, just know that you're hot boxing monkey pox, okay? <laughs> <laughs> when you're in a hotel jacuzzi. Oh. All right. And that's the biggest story of the day. Yeah. Big, well, of course, the, the State of the Union from Joe Biden, uh, going over a little bit more of that, the lowlights from it, um, and media reaction to it, which is like, I feel like I'm living in a different universe right now. Yeah, we need to get to that. Also, uh, Trump is suggesting Ron DeSantis is a pedophile. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to that, too. Coming up.
Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, more from the State of the Union. A lot of lies. Oh, yeah. So one of the big ones was Joe Biden claiming that uh, Republicans want to uh, uh, what eliminate Social Security and Medicare, which there, is, uh, like Rick Scott, is one person who has talked about sunsetting every federal program every five years, so that Congress has to vote on it again. That's mm-hmm. that was the whole plan, and so Joe Biden is misrepresenting that. And even then, he did, Rick Scott does not have even the votes in his own party to do this. So, David, I think it's safe to say Democrats have been saying this since before you were born. Yes, they have. Because been. I can remember in the 80s, they didn't take away Social Security. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so when he got heckled, there was a little back and forth here last night. Roll it. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. <laughs> see and i tell you i enjoy conversion i think you meant to say conversation or maybe see that okay i'm glad you said that because again i just assume i'm wrong like it must mean something i don't know what it means or maybe i don't know because the way that the media has been portraying this is that oh he turned the tables on republicans and got them to support social security and medicare which is not at all what happened. So maybe no. he did. Maybe he was saying, uh, I've converted you. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> Let's sit here and parse this. It's one word. And this guy is known for this. So, yeah. Well, it was hilarious. You know, we talked about it. <laughs> when the Republicans were actually laughing at him. Yeah. <laughs> because McCarthy couldn't hold it. He just started, like, smirking, laughing, and then everybody's laughing. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever seen that before. No. The people were just openly laughing at the person giving the speech. But as John Carl from ABC said, strongest speech ever. Yes. Of course. Yes. Um, Wake up to this today. We're all going to learn something. Age is more than a chronological fact. Uh, Yeah. So a majority of Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run for president again because he's old and senile and not a lot of people are very happy with what he's done as president. He's not very good at it. No. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris addressed that on Good Morning America today. Oh, okay. What do you say, Kamala, to that? I mean, George, I I think that age is more than a chronological fact, to be very frank with you. It's about um, thinking about... Uh, whether we have in our leader, which we do in Joe Biden, somebody who is bold. I mean, think about it. It, What he Bold? Why am I always told to think about it from these people? (laughs) I don't want to think about it. Isn't it funny? The different things that someone says. Different parts can tick off different people. Makes me nuts. Think about it. Joe does it all the time. Uh, She's doing it. For real. 
Yeah. Yeah. What he has achieved in this presidency only two years in is historic in terms of oh. the investment in infrastructure. We're going to remove oh. lead from the pipes of America within the next nine years. Children for generations okay. and their families have been suffering because of the poisoning, lead poisoning. We're going to lay and make sure that okay. people have broadband across our country. Are you just trying to test Robin's uh, blood pressure today, David, am, yeah. with what some a, of the audio? I'm taking his new blood pressure medication for a test drive here. <laughs> when you well, look you, at the things people are most worried about in their lives <laughs> and their families, <laughs> lead Across pipes and broadband internet. And then they do the thing where you've got to take your kids to the fast food restaurant so you can oh. use broadband or oh. sit in the parking lot. Yeah. Well, told you, hold on. Where we saw families that were driving up to the McDonald's to have go. access to the public Wi-Fi. Scott Stradamus strikes again. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's out of the play. They do this all the time. I know. I know. And what that did in terms of creating educational gaps for people who should be able to have full capacity. Um, so I don't think. Some of the people that have fallen behind. You can give them <laughs> 5G. It ain't going to matter. Okay. Because of the home structure. And everybody knows it. Anybody with a brain knows it. You can talk about this crap all day, Mamala. It's not going to matter. Um, so I don't think that, I think that what people want to know is what have you done? And when you look at what <laughs> President Biden has achieved, what our administration has achieved. If that's mention- true, everyone would want him again. At least on your side. People on your side are like, we don't want this old, senile, useless president anymore. I guess she's just being the good soldier to go out there and slew that bull trap. Not to mention foreign policy, something okay. you care deeply Gosh, about. Gosh, how long is on. this? Um, I think you will see that we have a very bold and bold. vibrant president in Joe Biden. Yeah. Okay. Says it with such conviction. <laughs> bold and vibrant. <laughs> Give me two words. Like, top five on the board. What Joe Biden isn't? Number one, bold. Number two, vibrant. <laughs> You know, when I think about some of what he said in the past, and vibrant is the word. You- if you hold near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway, vibrant. I will yes. say, man, it's bold to just give up on a sentence. Yes. <laughs> okay. Other news it's out less there. Less uncomfortable than fighting that thing to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> what is the story with what? Trump was saying about DeSantis. Man, all right. Okay, so I want to start it off this way. Uh, The governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, was part of a roundtable on media disinformation the other day. And he brought up the Trump-Russia conspiracy theory and was defending Donald Trump here. Okay, roll it. Well, I think the the swan song uh, has been this Russia collusion uh, uh, hoax because they indulged in that for, for two years and it was almost all based on anonymous sources. I mean, it all eventually was debunked. And even in real time, people were saying this, but they just kept cycling in this. And I think it just raises the question, you know, this obsession with these anonymous sources, mm-hmm. where did that come from? It used to be rare that you would do it. I mean, to assassinate someone's character with anonymous sources would have been a total no-no. Now it's just kind of like a normal and actually the preferred method of being able to deliver content. Yes, and not only that. They knew it was a lie when they were spreading it. Yeah. It's not like they got it wrong from a source. They lied. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, so, yeah, that was good. Meanwhile, Trump was over on Truth Social sharing a recycled liberal conspiracy theory that DeSantis got drunk with students when he was a high school teacher. Because uh, the pic- there's a picture, right? Yeah, it shows a 23-year-old DeSantis smiling between three women with blurred-out faces. Don't know how old they are. Don't I mean, have no idea. Uh, one of the women is holding a brown glass bottle, but uh, DeSantis himself is not pictured drinking anything. And the caption reads, here is Ron DeSanctimonious grooming high school girls with alcohol as a teacher. And Trump shared that uh, and wrote, that's not Ron, is it? He would never do such a thing. Now, where did this smear come from? It came from a freaking Democrat super PAC laundered through the New York Times uh, I mean, look, and again, they used anonymous sources. <laughs> Here we go. To claim well, the girls he- were out of school yeah. when the photo was taken, from what I understood. So, there, yeah, there, there was a, a report that I guess he had hung out with some recent high school grads, something like that, when he was 23. Um, but, man, it, you know, one thing that kind of drives me nuts, because, I, listen, I think that, you know, a primary should be brutal. You know, you got to go out and earn votes. But one, Ron DeSantis is not even officially running for president yet. A lot of us think he will run, but he's not declared as a candidate. The other thing is that you always hear from some people, uh, if you're critical of Trump for doing this, uh, well, why are you turning on Trump or something like that? You know, why are, you know, Democrats always stick together, things like that. I would just look at it and say, hey, Who's the aggressor in this? It's Donald Trump. And honestly, this this is pretty weak to take something. It's pretty weak to take something from the Andrew Gillum campaign and start spreading it uh, against a a rising star in the Republican Party. And I mean, what's the point in reforming the conservative movement in such a great way like Trump did if you're just going to start smearing the people who benefited from it? It just doesn't make any sense. What's your take, Scott? I was disappointed. Not surprised, but disappointed. Trump sees... Scott? No. <laughs> Trump sees Ron DeSantis has the one standing in his way of a nominate nation. Yeah. I don't think he takes any of these other people seriously. I think he looks at DeSantis as the guy who can bring him down. And so that's the way So he's going. starting to gird it right away. There... Here's the thing, though. What was, how was it phrased again? What, what Trump put on the picture? Uh, it was... Well, the the original post was, here's Ron DeSanctimonious grooming high school girls with alcohol as a teacher. And then Trump wrote, like, sarcastically, that's not Ron, is it? He would never do such a thing. Okay. Let's say this was someone else. Just uh, let's change parties. Let's say it was the leader of the Democratic Party, okay, and it's Hillary, whoever, and they're going after somebody like that. Mm -hmm. And it's already been debunked. What would you say? That reeks of freaking desperation. Oh, yeah. James! Anyone would say that. You know why? Because it reeks of desperation. You got to be better, man. Sorry. That's just a fact. You need (laughs) a consensus vote to win the presidency. You got to get back the people you lost after 2016 that took the shot. But we're tired of the whole routine. That's what happened. The country was going very well. But then you had COVID, and I understand that when you have big tech and legacy media and all these different forces against you, it's not a fair fight. It's not. 
but you can't shoot yourself in the foot. Well, they don't and, want they don't want Ron DeSantis either. Well, and to to go after DeSantis with a pedophile jab, really? Come on, man. <laughs> that is desperate. It it just looks desperate. To say that's disappointing, I think is an understatement. Yeah. Well. Anyway, golly, man, dude. Okay. Oh, we got to bring up uh, Kyle Busch. Did you see this story? The race car driver? Yes. He got arrested in Mexico. Why? Uh-oh. He was packing. He had his gun in his bag. Mm. Can't do that. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Well, and did you understand that that's, what, like three years in jail? Yeah. Yeah. This is the weirdest thing after reading the story. You go through, and right away it says sentenced to three and a half years in prison and a fine. Because he's been convicted. Like, whoa. And he released a statement. In late January, Samantha and I enjoyed a several-day vacation in Mexico. When departing the country, my handgun was flagged during routine screening at the airport. I have a valid concealed carry permit from my local authority and adhere to all handgun laws, but I made a mistake by forgetting it was in my bag. I'm guessing, David, you're going to say, you can't ever do that. Well, yeah. Keep track of your guns, dude. Yes. I don't disagree, but I can see where it could happen. How's that? Because I'm guessing it's been in his bag for a long time. Mm-hmm. You think that's where he keeps it in the bag? Well, I mean, if you're traveling, yeah, but, but you know going to Mexico, going. yes, and you got a bunch of other things going on. Maybe it's the ADHD in me. I don't know. I don't think he. But I can see where. Oh gosh, I can't believe I forgot that. He probably doesn't pack his own stuff anyway. <laughs> okay, where you're trying to mind read? You don't know that. I don't know that. I'm just saying. Somebody probably does it for him, and the gun was in there, and they just put clothes on top of it, and off you go. As far as the three and a half years. That's a long time. You really don't know. There's no word on how or if Bush will be required to serve any prison time. Yeah, he's already back in North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, so it it doesn't, I I don't know what's going to happen here. It would be very interesting if he were required to go back to Mexico and serve time especially after the whole Brittany Griner thing. That's what I was like, thinking. Brittany yeah. Griner brings weed into Russia, gets detained, and we're like, okay, merchant of death, you're free, because we have right. to have a WNBA star uh, back in America. But, I mean, hey, I, I think you know Biden would have to move heaven and earth to make sure that Kyle Bush did not serve a single day in prison in Mexico. He's not going to do that. He's a NASCAR driver. Right. I want to send two other NASCAR drivers with him. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he better say right now he's trans. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie Bush, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Much more to get to. David, you said you have the funniest State of the Union fact check of all time. I'm looking forward to this. Everybody is. Straight ahead right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, John Carl, ABC said Biden's greatest speech ever. Just, you know, another term is, is Senate Minority Leader. Uh, Not exactly the smoothest. You know the thing. 
You know it. Giggity, 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 giggity. What is the funniest State of the Union fact check of all time? Oh, yeah. CNN was annotating the uh, transcript. <laughs> annotating? Annotating, yes. Yeah, clarifications, corrections, things like it. that, right? Yeah. I love it. So one of the quotes from last night from Biden was, uh, the climate crisis doesn't care if your state is red or blue. It is an existential threat. Here's the fact check on it. Well, actually, as CNN senior political analyst Ron Brownstein has written, it's a great irony of climate change politics that red states often feel more pain. That's the fact check? That's the fact check. Based on what? That actually it's worse. Well, because there are a lot of red states that are along coastal regions, and so as the story goes, well, they actually uh, get hurt the worst from hurricanes, which are more common and, and, and more powerful than ever, even though there actually is no scientific evidence to support that claim. And in the Midwest, you got more tornadoes, I'm guessing. Uh huh. So. But even that's not true. <laughs> no, I know. I know it's not true, but. <laughs> well, and I'm also laughing because of the fact, what was that, last week or within the last couple of weeks, that red states are getting all of the green energy businesses yeah. starting up in their states, like thousands of jobs, because those businesses, <laughs> even though they're all about green, really prefer the red states. Because it's easier to do business there, yeah. and they don't tax as much. People like keeping their own money. Go figure. Green and red are Christmas colors. Not paying their fair share. Well, there's also that part where he's just yelling at the clouds <laughs> during that speech. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Did you know as far as the State of the Union last night? This is one of the best speeches that Joe Biden has delivered as president. <laughs> Boy, that's not saying a lot, though. That bar was really low. Uh, well, that you know what? That's a good point. You know, if you got a guy who routinely is utterly defeated by routine sentences, who can actually spit out a 70-minute long speech, then I guess, yeah, that maybe it was one of the best speeches yeah, that that's... he's ever given. Well, maybe this has happened before. I just can't ever remember people that are listening are laughing at the president during the speech like it was a comedy routine. Mm -hmm. That happened. Well, all the uh, oil refineries anyway, so why should we invest in them? I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. And that's going to exceed. <laughs> and beyond that, we're going to need it. Production. <laughs> Then he brought out a watermelon and smashed it on a chair. I mean, that's laughable. Yeah, well, we're going to need is. it for another day. Well, yes, of course we are. Gosh dang. That's funny to people. Oh, gosh. I mean, that was hilarious to me. And depending on how you look at it, some would say that's sad. Mm -hmm. But that was the reality. And that is being applauded today by the left. And Democrats, what a great speech last night. Yeah. Unreal. And what was the whole thing with Xi Jinping 
of China. I didn't understand it. Yeah, this is weird. He was talking about democracy here and abroad and had this random moment where he just started shouting about the leader of China. Okay. All right. But in the past two years, democracies have become stronger, not weaker. Autocracy has grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. America's rallying the world to meet those challenges. What? I don't know. Help, David. You're the I, I, biggest political animal on this show, so I... So- I don't understand it. So I think what he's trying to get at is uh, that Western democracies are in a better position than China and that nobody would want to be in the leader of China's position right now because he's got a real mess on his hands, which would be great if it hadn't have been that Xi Jinping just gave us a weather balloon colonoscopy last week. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that moved past wedgie into colonoscopy. Yeah. Yes. Well, and also the fact that China and Russia are getting closer all the time, along with Iran. Okay? Yeah. So in a lot of people's view, democracy is a little more shaky than it has been when we had, I don't know, world peace for the most part. And China really did just give us the middle finger. What are you going to do about it? Just let it roll right through the United States, and we did. And the invasion of Taiwan is on a lot of people's minds. So, I, Yeah, it just didn't make sense. But he does that sometimes. It's almost like, well, uh, I feel like i got to have energy here. They told me ahead of time, have energy in spots, and so I just start yelling, Name me one! Who changed places with Xi Jinping? Name me one! <laughs> like, I understand you want to hit home a point. But the point is, no one would change places with the leader of China? Uh, okay. Whatever, it doesn't make much sense to me. Mm. Um, speaking of Biden, and speaking of, well, <laughs> world peace, there's a new story out about Nord Stream 2? Yeah. Uh, oh, so, yeah. So remember, it was uh, last September, the gas pipelines from Russia into Germany, into Western Europe, which have been criticized. I mean, it was there was a back and forth on this for a long time. Uh, the Trump administration placed sanctions on this project, saying that, hey, you know, if this goes forward, Western Europe and Germany in particular is going to be completely dependent on Russian energy, and they'd be beholden to the Russians. Well, that, that actually was true. And then the Biden administration went back and forth on this. They wound up lifting the sanctions, only then to say, well, maybe we won't. I don't know. You know, it was just a complete mess well then last september something happened in them pipelines <laughs> they, they went kaboom mm-hmm. that was weird and then there was the question of who done it right was it the was it the russians doing some sort of 4d chess was it the united states was it nato acting together was it the saudis like who did it uh in order to cripple uh russia's economy well th- there's an investigative journalist named uh seymour hirsch who published this lengthy article on Substack, who says he's got a source that says, yeah, the U.S. blew up the Nord Stream pipelines last year. Um, and so how, how this reads is fascinating. And I will okay. just caution you, it, is, it seems to be based off of one source familiar with the decision-making. So, again, take that for what it's worth, but it, it is an interesting read and has some major implications if this is true. 
Okay. Basically, what they did last June, uh, the, uh, there are Navy divers who were operating under the cover of a widely publicized midsummer NATO exercise known as Bolt Ops 22, planted remotely triggered explosives that then they, they blew in September. And this came after months of secret back-and-forth debate inside of the national security community about how to achieve the goal of taking out the pipelines. So if I'm to summarize it as quickly as I can, they used the graduates of a naval diving school in Panama City because it, because of the bureaucratic red tape. They wouldn't have to brief members of Congress on this if they used these people. Oh. So they, they did, absolutely did not want anybody leaking this information. So every year for the past, like, two decades, in June, there have been joint exercises in the Baltic Sea. Mm -hmm. And so they said, this is going to be a really great cover for it. So the CIA is making these plans, and they're like, well, now we have an excuse to have have submarines in the area, to have divers in the area. Um, And they said, okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to plant these explosives and then blow them a few days after the exercise. Well, then finally someone, I guess, sobered up and said, well, that's going to look mighty suspicious if we blow it up like three days after, right? Right. So then they say, okay, well, what if we can remote detonate these things months later? So now just out of nowhere, all of a sudden, kaboom. Right. So now there is this sort of plausible deniability built in because, well, it didn't happen right after this exercise, okay? It happened several months later in September of last year. Um, and so through but all somebody the, puts the bombs there. Yeah, but didn't come from the wet market. <laughs> well, <laughs> so you know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, come on, somebody did it. So the other thing is, you remember when Biden said, as Russia was getting ready to invade Ukraine, I have I, it right here if you want it. Yeah, let's let's hear it. That means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine mm-hmm. again. Then. Uh, there will be uh, we. There will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. And then there was just this silence. Yeah, for like three seconds. But how will you? How will you do that? Exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Well, yeah. Now, apparently, that really spooked some of the people who'd been working on this plan. Because he just told everybody what he was planning to do. Right. And they said, uh, as the article reads, uh, the source said, it was like putting an atomic bomb on the ground in Tokyo and telling the Japanese that we're going to detonate it. The plan was for the options to be executed post-invasion and not advertised publicly. Biden simply didn't get it or ignored it. That was one of those times he went off script. Yeah. You could tell he was caught flat-footed. So yeah. Wow. They staged the whole thing out of Norway because there, there's a submarine base there that has recently been refurbished and back in, back in business. And then, again, using the cover of these joint exercises they do every year, uh, according to this article, again, it's only based on one source. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's Played really interesting, man. Blew up the pipelines. Wow. Okay. Different story out there. Not with the major implications of that, but I think you'll find this interesting. This is a Starbucks story. A couple got charged $4,500 for two coffees. Did you hear about this? Well, they're pricey. I know that. Okay, well, you think, okay, they get charged for it, but it, it didn't really... Right. They didn't really have to pay, right? Okay. So it's this dude in Tulsa, Jesse O'Dell, 
Goes to Starbucks, gets his normal order. If you want to know, iced Americano. Caramel Frappuccino for his wife. It's about 10 bucks. His wife went to pay for something at a store a few days later. Noticed her card got declined. Mm. Checked the bank account. Whoa, Starbucks charged Jesse $4,500. So they eventually got a copy of the receipt, figured out what happened. Manager said the number four on the credit card machine they used was sticky. So it accidentally tacked on a tip of $4,444.44. It was sticky, you say. A little sticky. Mm. That barista hit the car lot right after work. <laughs> That's gone. So you reverse the charge, not a big deal, right? No, it was. So Jesse bought the coffee on January 7th. They're still dealing with it. So for some reason, Starbucks decided to send them two separate checks in the mail, and then they tried to cash them. Both checks bounced. Oh, my god! They bounced? They bounced. And so for them, not having the cash has been a headache. Jesse's wife, Didi, is originally from Thailand. Hasn't seen her sisters in 17 years, right? She and Jesse were supposed to fly there to visit them on January 27th. Had to cancel the trip oh, because man. they didn't have any money in their account. Starbucks oh, said, the, the new oh. checks are on the way. No, that that's no, where... No, no. That's where the head of Starbucks shows yes. up with like a ten thousand dollar check and says, "Thank you, uh, coffee's on me for the rest of your life." Yes, and we're flying you private to Thailand, yeah. and we're going to pay for the party there on Starbucks One. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That's how you would handle that yep. sort of thing. We'll see what happens with that. But I thought, man, that is crazy. You know how tough is it to fix that? Um, did you know this? Just a fun American fact. Black and brown people are the only ones who have to follow police commands. Oh, gosh. Who said that? that the president didn't say that, did he? We'll no. get to that and much more coming up right here. Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I'm going to let you set this up, David. Who are the only ones who have to follow Dude, police commands? Th- this drives me crazy every time it's trotted out when you're talking about police reform and all of this. And, uh, well, Joe Biden trotted it out again during the State of the Union address. Just okay. Even- Imagine having to worry whether your son or daughter came home from walking down the street playing in the park or just driving a car. Most of us in here have never had to have the talk, the talk that brown and black parents have had to have with their children. This, oh, is, non- th- th- this is nonsense. I, People do it all the time, man. Dude, I got the talk. I'm a white guy. Right. It wasn't called the talk. It was just, hey, if you're pulled over by the cops, do this, this, and this. Uh, you know, uh, roll down the windows, dome light on, hands where the cop can see them. Stuff the weed under the seat. Stuff, or swallow it, you know. <laughs> Eat it as quickly as possible. Well, that that's that was the David talk. That yeah. doesn't happen to everybody. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to do something wrong, you better do it right, David, all right? <laughs> okay. But, you know, the whole thing in the lead-up until he said something about cops or whatever was, you know, a lot of us never have to worry about getting shot, this and that. No, if you're in a lot of neighborhoods in the United States, you do have to worry about that. 
But it's not because of the cops. It's because the police were defunded. But anyway, go on, Joe. Continue the race baiting. Bo, Hunter, Ashley, my children. I never had to have a talk with them. I never had to tell them if a police officer pulls you over, turn your interior lights on right away. No. Don't reach for your license. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. Imagine having to worry like that every single time your kid got in a car. <laughs> you, you don't actually have to worry about that every single time your kid gets in a car. Because uh, I hate to say this, it's, even if there is uh, an abuse situation at the hands of a police officer, 99.99% of the time, someone who gets killed by a cop was not just driving a car. Nope. Most of the time, there's resisting arrest involved. Most of the time, there is some other underlying issue that is at play that leaves them dead. Does that mean that it was the right call on the part of the police officer at the time? No. Not all the time. But most of the time, it's not just, oh, I'm sitting here in my car and a cop walks up and shoots and kills you. You know, we just talked about it within the last couple of weeks, the amount of people on the left that watch CNN, legacy media, that thought that a thousand unarmed black men were killed by police every year. It was 39% because of bull crap like that, yeah. that our quote leaders shove out there. It's not rooted in fact. That's awful, man. Golly. And as far as, unarmed people getting shot it is more white people than black people every year but you would never know that no. if you ever just throw that stat out there to somebody that like, ah, that's not true it is true you can look it up or you just hell bent it's, on freaking people out because it's propaganda that's how they win gosh dang it is it's it's absolutely disgusting okay to move on to other things Gosh, that I. You know what? It's hard to get past. That. No, it's irritating. It doesn't just pisses you off, dude. No, it's it's extremely irritating, and the entire reason behind it is to, even though Democrats have failed black people for decades, boy uh, howdy. If you uh, keep it in their mind that Republicans want to put cops on the street that will murder your child, then uh, then they think black people will keep voting for them. Well, and you you hear it all over. Complete knuckleheads on TikTok and Instagram spewing forth that same nonsense. Mm -hmm. Just spreading the lies. Okay, switching gears to other stuff. You think this is true? Kids become more tech savvy than their parents at age 12. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, not more tech savvy than, say, you, Scott. Oh, they're much more tech savvy than me, yes. That didn't happen for me. No. No, that was the frustrating thing that I used to say, because when you're the IT guy at home and it's me, that's not a good thing. <laughs> I always got better over time. My son's older now. Well, you, you got some good working knowledge of things. Somewhat. Yeah. Yes, but there's always something new. And then, you know, dealing with passwords, this, that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to just having somebody else take care of that. Well, I just have my granddaughter's a phone here. Fix it. I don't know. That's how your credit card ended up on there. <laughs> That's true. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, biggest story, David, if there is one today. 
Uh, well, this is an interesting development. There's two things that have nothing to do with the State of the Union. One is that article we mentioned a while back that is claiming now that uh, Joe Biden did order the hit on the Nord Stream pipelines uh, last fall. Uh, and, yeah, they, that was actually in the plan in the plans for a while to blow up those pipes. Uh, the other thing is... <laughs> Uh, the chubby little nut job in North Korea has poked his head out. Uh, not sure if we're going to have six more weeks of winter, but he is telling troops to prepare for war. Oh, gosh. Okay, we should get an update on that. And you got your big three today, Robbins. Yep, the trifecta yep, all coming him. up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Make no mistake. If you try anything to raise the cost of precision jobs, I will veto it. <laughs> precision jobs is the new fiddlesticks. Oh, precision jobs. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the Scott Robbins trifecta, you had a news update, David? Uh, yeah, well, there's a couple of things on the world stage popping right now. Seymour Hirsch, who was a, a award-winning, legendary uh, investigative reporter, um, has a, a new piece out on Substack uh, that says, oh, yeah, I got a source that is telling me that those Nord Stream pipelines that got blown up last September... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The U.S. planted those mines or some bombs on those pipelines uh, during a joint military exercise in uh, 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 in June. Oh, buddy. And they were a little bit angry with Joe Biden, the people who were orchestrating this, because back in February, uh, Joe Biden basically said, yeah, we'll blow up those pipelines. <laughs> like, we've been working on this for months, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> But that's when he was off script. Yeah. That's when it was dangerous. When he said, yeah, they'd be gone. Again, that question, then back to him. But how will you, how will you do that exactly since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Hmm. I promise you. Yeah. Okay. So with that. We're closer to World War III. Because that doesn't mean you'd be farther away. Yeah, I mean, if it if it can be proven, uh, yeah. That, that, <laughs> that's, that is an act of war, man. I mean, that, that really is. I know that there are some out there who will say, like, oh, you're a Putin apologist or whatever. It's like, no, that is an act of war, and you just have to own it or, or not. That, that's really what it is. If you think it's the right thing to do, then, you know, stand by it but regardless of where you stand on this if it's linked back to the united states we we declared war on russia well and some people brought that up at the time yeah i remember tucker carlson talking about it and then he was admonished and then legacy media is saying it's putin stooge now this was actually russia 
We believe it was actually Russia that did that to themselves to give them an excuse, right, for further conflict with Ukraine, blah, 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 further conflict. It didn't make sense to me. But again, our legacy media just took whoever's talking points and just ran with it. But for a lot of people, it didn't make sense that Russia would do it to themselves for a number of different reasons. And I mean, and you're getting into then 48D chess of, yeah. okay, what exactly are we talking about? You know, and normal jamokes, like us, you're like, well, I don't know exactly what's going on, but it seems like what we're trying to sell as far as our country and our media it seems a little sketch at best. So who knows? But if that is true, mm. you know, then what? And well, we'll see. Nothing good. No, I think that, I mean, that's a real concern for people. Because I'm sure if you polled, let's just say independence, a couple of years back, you know, before the election, well, who do you think would get us into a world war quicker, Joe Biden or Donald Trump? I'm guessing a majority of independents would say, well, Trump, you know, he's a loose cannon. Well, when you have somebody that's just taking marching orders, from other people like Biden is, who knows? Who's racked with senility. Yes. Mm. So that's very interesting. All right, Robbins. Yeah. So was that it? Oh, you had two things. What was the oh, other yeah, thing? Oh, yeah, the maybe? other thing is the chubby little nut job in yes. North Korea, Kim Jong-un. Uh, apparently, he's been, like, missing for more than a month. I mean, concerns about his health, people think. Although CNN well, How reported... many times have we heard that? Yeah, I mean, well, CNN reported a few years ago that Kim Jong-un died. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> Remember that? It was like breaking news. Holy crap, what happens now? And then Jim Shuto from CNN is like, uh, sorry, my source may have gotten that one wrong. He is actually still alive. Whoops. We haven't talked about him in a while. Yeah, um, no, we haven't. He did have a theme well, yeah. song for a long time, yeah. I'm a rocket man. Okay, so, so he is getting his military ready for conflict. Getting ready for war, yes. He is. He had a meeting with uh, top military officials and said, we are preparing for war. Get the envoy on the phone. Where's Rodman? <laughs> <laughs> Which is still one of the most amazing things of all time. It's so bizarre, you can't possibly <laughs> make it up. No. We're living in a simulation, aren't we? I think so. Okay. It's all just a big board game going on. <laughs> all right. Here we go. You're right, ready. Let's go. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins, top three of the day, the trifecta, always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Yeah, he's ready, right? Hey, Casey. I'm ready. Okay. Three. Uh, number three, Scott. Uh, I don't I don't know what this is referring to necessarily, but uh, you're telling me Joe Biden is the travel agent in chief? Did you hear this part last night during the president's speech? I don't know why he's so focused on the minutia of vacations, but he is. Oh, the way airline tickets display their ticket prices and hotel fees. He's going to put a damned end to it. <laughs> I mean, this makes no sense at all, but he's doing it. It becomes a little more rational, I suppose, when you consider his administration's desire to actually control every private business practice. But all they're doing is shift around cost. Because if they do this, you know, there's there's charges attached to Ticketmaster. He mentioned them, too. Mm -hmm. Hotels, 
Airlines. So let me just say for the record that when you do this and when you tax millionaires and billionaires like Joe wants to do, blah, 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 they just shift the cost. Well, yeah. So instead of that convenience, Finale will just be flat out, here's what you're paying. <laughs> Idiot. So trying to get to what people really care about. Is He's it really worried things? about that vacation, though, apparently. If there's anything I'm confident he knows about, it is vacations. No, that's true. Okay. All right. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Two. Uh, number two, doctors in Europe are now waking up to common sense and saying that, well, four out of five kids, you know, will outgrow gender confusion. Yeah, they're leading the way. Finland, leading experts there on pediatric gender medicine, say, indeed, four out of five kids will grow out of any gender confusion. We've talked about this a million times. Doctors in Finland, the largest pediatric uh, gender clinic, recently, where they were doing interviews with some of the newspapers there, and their reluctance to recommend surgical and chemically sex change services for minors who identify as transgender. They explain that while it's important to accept a child as they are, it's also necessary to recognize that it's common for kids to strongly identify with the opposite sex at some point in their kid life. But four out of five of them who identify as transgender will grow out of it during puberty. And yes. then, we're not doctors on this show, but we've been saying that for a while now. Well, just Children go through all sorts of phases. We've had kids. We know this. Well... And we've also talked about it. David certainly has brought up, think about what the lawsuits are going to be five years from now, no let guys. alone now. Yeah, there, there's going to be a reckoning, and, and there should be. It's already happened in the U.K. That's yeah. why they shut it down. And, I mean, there need to be surgeons going to prison for what yeah, they I agree. They went on to say in the study, too, that kids go through all sorts of phases while growing up, and they frequently adopt behaviors based on role models or things they pick up at school or through social media. Of course. So just because your son wants to try on mom's high heels at seven doesn't mean he has gender dysphoria. You know, I was talking with my son last night about joining the military and when you can legally have a beer. And people have had that conversation sure. for a long time, 18 versus 21. And then <laughs> talked about, you know, why are the age is set for those things at that time and then how crazy it is that when you're 12 or 13 you can start taking drugs that will affect you for the rest of your life yeah. or actually chop your you know right mm -hmm. yeah well that's that's gender affirming no that's evil that's exactly what it is and somebody's profiting off that and you have people that are championing it like it's a good thing the that president know better the president did last night, yeah. Yes. It's disgusting. And you have parents that are that should have children taken away from them that are like five years old going, well, my son wants to be a girl. We've always known it, and we're here to support him. Yeah. Have the surgery. Yeah. yeah, and for the parents, there are other parents that are saying, no, you're not a girl. No. It's a phase. We're going to get you some help. And then the kids are taken away from the parents and actually encouraged to go to California. Where they'll find a, quote, loving group of people. I got a note the other day saying, you baby boomers forget that you cheered Klinger on MASH when he was... First of all, he was trying to get out of the army, man. Yeah, I, I honestly don't even understand half of the words you just said. So I know, I know you anyway. don't. Jamie Farr's character on MASH.
Uh, that cleared it up for him. Yeah, dressed that. up as a woman so he could get out of the army. <laughs> Although no, nobody believed him because it wasn't true. He just did it so he could get out. Gotcha. Not because he had gender dysphoria, you dopes. <laughs> I just like the whole millennial boomer thing that happens. I know, he has no idea what I'm talking sure. about. I have no idea what you're talking about. I know, I know you don't. Yeah. Now, on with the countdown. Matt. Okay, Scott Robbins, top three of the day, the trifecta yep. up to number one. Number one, uh, the IRS is going after waiters now. This is all part of the bottom-up and middle-out economic plan of, of Joe Biden's, right? Yeah, waiters and waitresses, listen up. The IRS is proposing a revenue procedure this week that's going to crack down on your tips. The so-called Service Industry Tip Compliance Agreement would be a tip reporting system in which the IRS and service industry companies cooperate. As part of the proposal, the IRS will give the public until early May to provide feedback. The IRS, by the way, not denying this at all. At least for the moment, the agency is describing it as a, quote, voluntary reporting system. Mm-hmm. But, of course, if you don't volunteer and they find out about it, yeah. well, you're going to get hammered. Man, I don't even, tips should not be taxed at all. Absolutely I mean, not. I, I don't, I'll, I've They're been paying them like two seventeen an hour, man. Yeah, and, and a lot of times, I mean, I'll say this as someone who's been a waiter before. I mean, when, when you hear about this whole fight for 15 for all waiters, I would have gone backwards. If you had paid me a flat rate of $15 an hour and no more tips, that would have been a financial hit to me at one of the restaurants I worked at. Well, the Um, patrons aren't your employer. Right. They're not. They're tipping, and they don't have to tip and all that stuff. And it kind of sucks having to, you know, declare your tips because you're the one who's waiting tables, bussing tables, dealing with people all the time, all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of like, eh, shouldn't be tipped at all. One guy said, if you get the chance, tip only in cash. Absolutely. Can't, yeah. Can't yeah. trace it. Don't know anything about it after that. So right. the IRS yeah. is grubby paws yeah. off your money. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm still a little bitter from my time in the mid-80s working at Pondo where they discouraged tips. So people <laughs> knew they didn't have to tip. So as a busser <laughs> or a runner, you didn't get any tips. But I'm going to leave that resentment behind because it's not good for the soul do hang on to it. They probably come back on you now and tax you for it <laughs> with interest. There wasn't any tips anyway. Yeah. But I soldiered on in my brown Pondo. slacks. Golly. Do you, do you have a name and there tag? there you have it. Hi, I'm Jamie. <laughs> Shut up. You never had a job like that ever. You never did. No, I know I didn't. Went right from high school to radio. Yeah. Golly. Yeah, that was not a fun gig. Brown polyester, man. That shirt's all freaking itchy. It's just sweating. Smell like gravy. August. We're my steak. Shut up. Okay. We got to get to a news update. And Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, so we were talking about this a little bit earlier, uh, that Donald Trump on Truth Social shared a post about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis uh, suggesting that he was uh, grooming underage girls with alcohol. And this is based off of a smear that was 
put out by a Democratic Party activist years ago. I just want to make sure that's been debunked, correct? Yes. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so Trump shared that, and it's been this weird back and forth. And meanwhile, Governor DeSantis is pushing for uh, new rules when it comes to uh, defamation lawsuits, making it easier for some elected officials to sue journalists who repeatedly get something wrong about a public official. Oh, interesting. So anyway, uh, he was asked, hey, what does this have to do with you and Trump now? Um, like, are you going to sue Donald Trump? And and he basically says, well, no, because this is about more like a county level or a mayor, you know, okay. who doesn't have the platform to fight back. So he- here's what I would say about all that. I get, I get, I get you guys want the controversy. How would your- Practically speaking, uh, I would not take time out of being governor to be fighting lawsuits. It's just not not practical in terms of what we're doing. And I'd also just say this. I spend my time delivering results for the people of Florida and fighting against Joe Biden. That's how I spend my time. I don't spend my time trying to smear other Republicans. Okay, so obviously none of us are going to run anybody's campaign anytime soon. But if you were running it, is that what you would tell DeSantis to say? For right now, yeah. Yeah, because you can still kind of be able to uh, say, well, I'm not really going after Trump in this case. I'm just saying I'm. there's there's a double meaning there behind that statement. Right. Yeah, that was pretty well done. Yeah. He's doing it the right way, I think, we oh, all think so yeah. far. We'll see where all this goes. All right, got to get to Nimrods. Roll it. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. This is a story from South London. Piqued my interest that I figured you guys would want to hear this, especially a guy named Chris Johnson. He's a dog walker. Hmm. And he said when a client's large breed dog was walking near a lake, the dog came across some feces. You know how dogs do sometimes. They, yeah. They eat it, sample it, whatever. Very tasty. Client said their dog got really sick that night, had to go to the vet. Vet told him they were pretty sure that the poop came from someone who does a lot of meth. Oh. If it would have been a smaller dog, it would have died. So Chris is posted to let other people in the area know. Some meth head is dropping deuces and could kill dogs. Gosh, dang. Well, that'll get it stopped. 